Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It's Wednesday, May 11th, 2022. Come to you each morning at about 9 a.m. as we pray together, confess together, sing together, um, and study God's Word together. So, let's do it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Say our memory verse together. A man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Romans 3, verse 28. Again, a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Romans 3, verse 28. All right, we pray our psalm. Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. There did we rejoice in him who rules by his might forever whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard, who has kept our soul among the living and has not let our feet slip. For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver's tried. You brought us into the net. You laid a crushing burden on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through the fire and through water. Yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. I will come into your house with burnt offerings. I will perform my vows to you, that which my lips uttered and my mouth promised when I was in trouble. I will offer to you burnt offerings of fattened animals with the smoke of the sacrifice of rams. I will make an offering of bulls and goats. Come and hear, all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and high praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would have not listened would not have listened, but truly God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, uh, a few things. First, you can see the beginning and the end go together. We talked about this in Bible study on Sunday, uh, but here's a great example of that with Hebrew poetry. Right, Shout for joy to God, all the earth, sing the glory of his name, give to him glorious praise. And at the end, we say, but truly God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love for me. So you see how those two go together, the beginning and the end. And then as I encourage you to do is look at look right at the center um, strophes here, or stanzas, stanza. Um, and this is the central theme, right? Um for you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. That's the that's the center, right? 
But notice it's, yes, all these things have happened, brought us into the net. You've crushed, put, laid a crushing burden on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, right? Yet, and here's the gospel word, you have brought us out to a place of abundance, right? So even as he tested us, what was, you know, you test or try the silver, but what, what results? Pure silver, right? So the Lord has tested or tries us, but what is what results? He brings us into the place of abundance, right? So you see, and that's the answer to the prayers. Good. Our first reading today is from Isaiah 43. Speaking of, fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him, yes, I have made him. Bring out the blind people who have eyes and the deaf who have ears. Let all the nation be gathered together and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring out their witnesses that they may be justified. Or let them hear and say, it is truth. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. I have declared and saved, I have proclaimed, and there was no foreign God among you. Therefore you are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I am God. Indeed, before the day was, I am he. And there is no one who can deliver uh, out of my hand. I work, and who can reverse it. What a lovely promise of the Lord gathering together um, his people, his sons, out of all nations, right? And then making, of course, um, the the disciples into apostles who are his witnesses, right? To speak, to proclaim the Savior, who is alone the Lord, right? I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. You would think with that word from Isaiah that um, they would be looking for someone who would come in the name of the Lord, like Jesus, but there you go. (laughs) Beautiful promise fulfilled at Pentecost. All right, we're going to look at the first part of Peter's sermon at Pentecost. Remember yesterday we ended off, they thought that he was, they they were confused and perplexed, um, wondering what this strange message was that was being preached to them by the apostles in their own languages. And then, uh, and some mocking said they were full of new wine, that is uh, undiluted straight up wine, right? But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servant, men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass, that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. All right, so uh, this is the text for the day, the prophet Joel, all right? This is his preaching text, so he quotes it straight up, right? Uh, Who is the chief preacher here? We've had all the, I would suggest all the preachers preaching, but who's the chief preacher? 
That would be the Apostle Peter, right? Uh, what time of day is it? He says, these are all not drunk as you suppose since it is only the third hour of the day. Remember, um, there's kind of two ways of counting uh, for, the, for the New Testament anyway. There is, uh, uh, according to uh, sunrise and sunset, right, which is what's being used here by Luke. There's also the Roman uh, uh, method of counting, which is from midnight, right, or like ours. But here, it's the third hour, so it's three hours from sunrise, so about 9 a.m. What other important New Testament event happened at the third hour? You have to go back to, say, Mark, which gives the explicit, explicit time marking. Yeah, he was crucified at the third hour. Remember, they, Jesus' trial was throughout the night. Um, the rooster crowed, right? And then they went back and forth, and then he was sent out to be crucified. It all happened very quickly. Uh, what do we call that when uh, a trial goes maybe extraordinarily quickly and not even give enough time for, for justice? Oh, yes, being railroaded, right? That's Jesus. In his case, huh, um, nailed to to the cross. I think often our wooden crosses look like they're made out of railroad ties, don't they? That's what I was thinking. All right. Um, Peter quotes Old Testament, a scripture text. This is his, his sermon on the day will be based on this. This is from the prophet Joel. This is Joel chapter 2, verses 28 to 32. All right. So let's talk about it. All right. And you can see maybe how he applies it. How does the Lord pour out his spirit on all flesh? Right there in verse 17. All right. You might think baptism, but here it's specifically... You know, on Pentecost, baptism comes at the end, but right now it, it's dealing with the preaching of the word, right? So this is the preaching of the gospel, gospel, good news of Christ is how the spirit is poured out. And then how does, or what does the reception of the gospel bring forth in the sons and daughters, see here named, of the kingdom? Yeah, it says here that they prophesy, they prophesy, that is, they confess faith in Jesus Christ, their savior. That's what it's. That's the interpretation that Peter runs with, anyway. Um, and then it, it talks about visions and dreams. What, what do you think the visions and dreams of the young men and old men refer to? Young men see visions, old men dream dreams. All right. And again, think, this is going to be applied to the life of the Christian and the Christian church. The vision would be, of course, of the resurrection of the body and life everlasting that faith in Christ gives us. Right. That's, that's our vision. That's our hope. It's what we look forward to. We look forward to the day when we'll be raised from the dead, and Christ will wipe away every tear from our eyes, right? Uh, you might think of <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr., right? I have a dream. He applied it, of course, to the United States of America, which might have been a little bit eisegetical, right? Meaning misapplying the scripture, but also um, triumphalistic in a way that maybe isn't helpful as well. Um, we can always strive for a better uh, a better nation um, that even is in more conformity to God's word, and we can work towards that, absolutely. Uh, but recognizing that it will always be a pale shadow of our hope and vision, our dream, excuse me, visions and dreams, which are grounded in the promises of God, right? Unlike our nation. Uh, of what do the blood and fire and vapor of smoke, that's all here in verse 19, those signs, what do you think they might remind us of or point towards? <clears throat> well, blood, you think, now Peter's going to apply this to the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. So blood, you might think of the blood of Jesus. Uh, I might also look forward to, the, say, the martyrdom of Stephen in, in, in Acts 9, right? So, um, the blood of the martyrs. How about fire? Well, we've already had fire, right? The tongues of fire on their heads, right? But fire uh, of the Spirit and the preaching of repentance and the forgiveness of sins, right? Which is the preaching that, um, that purifies, like, like silver, 
um, and the dross is separated. Vapor of smoke, that might refer um, to the incense of the prayers of the saints who call upon the Lord in the midst of persecution. That's possible. You know that the uh, the vapor of smoke would fill um, the temple on feast days and the tabernacle before it right, with the prayers of the people. Um, so I think this blood and fire and vapor of smoke actually uh, encourage us. Um, these are encouraging words of the gospel. Right? It sounds like they're words of judgment and terror, right? But if it's the blood of Christ, the fire of the Holy Spirit, the sweet-smelling incense of the prayers of the saints, right? we're talking about um, the gifts of the gospel, which give us hope in the midst of the great tribulation in these latter days. Right? Pilgrimage of the church militant from Pentecost until the church triumphant at the second coming of Christ, perhaps. <laughs> uh, when was the sun turned to darkness? This is exactly how Peter's going to interpret it when Jesus died on the cross. Remember, it was there was darkness from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, that is from noon till three, right? But you can also apply it forward to the life of the church, right? The time of the church tribulation in this world. Um, our life, individually and then collectively, is actually patterned after our Lord's life, his passion, his death, and then his resurrection to eternal glory, right? So our life is marked by birth and by reception of his word, but then by suffering, right? Ultimately, um, by death, but also then with the resurrection on the last day. The same thing with the church. We see this pattern applied to the life of the church, of congregations, of church bodies, etc. Who is saved in the midst of persecution, temptation, and struggle with sin and death? Who is saved? It's that last line, shall be saved. Who is it? Whoever calls on the name of the Lord. Of course, uh, who is the name of the Lord? Not yet named explicitly, but will come later. So again, this is uh, apostolic teaching according to the Apostle Peter. The name of the Lord is Jesus. Right? And you're going to see this all play out tomorrow. So you'll see it as he, as, we'll hear, he, as we will hear his interpretation tomorrow. So then a meditation on the text before you. The death and resurrection of Christ was the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. For now salvation is proclaimed for all the nations of the earth. The prophecy from Joel indicates the blessed hope that Christians are given by the Holy Spirit through the gospel of Christ. Though the baptized still struggle with their own sin in a world of misery and despair, though they are persecuted and suffer much at the hands of those who do not believe in Christ, nevertheless they anticipate and confess their firm hope in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. The dreams and visions of Christians are of all these things for which they hope, especially the immortal and glorious eternal life in which they shall forever worship the Lamb. These realities remain unseen in this life, but they are no less real, for they rest upon the sure and certain word of Christ's forgiveness. By faith, Christians look forward to the day in which they will, once and for all, be set free from the effects of sin. Then all shall have what they previously had been able only to confess by faith. The vision of Christian hope was revealed to the Apostle John by the Holy Spirit and recorded for us in the book of Revelation. Quote, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God God will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, and there shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Revelation 21, verses 3 through 4. Lovely. All right, let's confess our um, catechism for the week, the table of duties to workers of all kinds. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, 
Just as you would obey Christ, obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but like slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men, because you know that the Lord will reward everyone for whatever good he does, whether he is slave or free. We pray. Heavenly Father, your Son became a slave for us to redeem us from all sin. He worked for our salvation, though we did not deserve it, and he submitted to your will with all his heart. Forgive us all dishonor and and disrespect toward our earthly masters, and grant us the grace of your Son that we might serve in our life's work with faithfulness toward you and in love and obedience for those we are called to serve. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. All right, let's sing our hymn. Christ who once was slain 
that burst his three-day prison. Our faith had been in vain, but now has Christ arisen, arisen, arisen. But now has Christ arisen. All right. Today we do have a commemoration, so let me pull that up for you. And uh, you know these things happen. We'd like to recognize others throughout um, the congregation of the saints. Today, we're actually going to hear about, or we're going to pray in memory of Cyril and Methodius missionaries to the Slavs, right? The Slavic people. Cyril, AD 826 to 869, and Methodius, circa 815 to 885, were brothers who came from a Greek family in Thessalonica and were both ordained as priests. After ordination, Cyril became librarian at the Church of Holy Wisdom, or as it's known, Hagia Sophia, in Constantinople. In AD 862, the brothers were sent by the emperor as missionaries to what is now the Czech Republic, where they taught in the native Slavic tongue. Cyril invented the alphabet, known today as Cyrillic. Cyril, Cyrillic, get it? Which provided a written language for the liturgy and scriptures for the Slavic peoples. This use of the vernacular established an important principle for all evangelical missions. Preach in the language of the people. Huh. Fitting with our readings today, right? Good. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you moved your servant, Cyril, and his brother, Methodius, to bring the light of the gospel to the Slavs, a people broken by hostility and division. By the love of Christ, overcome all bitterness and strife among us, and form us into one united family who live under the mercies of the Prince of Peace, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray the collect for this week. Almighty God, you show those in error the light of your truth so that they may return to the way of righteousness. Grant faithfulness to all who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's church, that they may avoid whatever is contrary to their confession and follow all such things as are pleasing to you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray this day. For marriage and family, that husbands and wives, parents and children live in ordered harmony according to the Word of God. For parents who must rear their children alone, for our communities and neighborhoods, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray this day uh, Thanksgiving with Preston and Sam, who both celebrate their baptism. Pray for the households of our church, especially Dick and Corey, Timothy, Willis, Jeannie, Graydon, and Norman Sandy. Pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Bev, Kelsey, Amanda, Dan, Timothy, Merlin, Jim, and Mike, our homebound Bev, Willis, Ed, Mickey, and Paul, the missions and mercy work of the church, especially the work of Lutherans for life. We pray an intercession for a preservation and increase of faith, and we continue to pray um, for Don and Karen and all the family of Dale uh, who grieve his death. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life uh, may please thee. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right. It's been a blessing to have you with us here today for our congregation of prayer. You can join us each morning at about 9 a.m. Reminder, no adult catechesis this afternoon, 530, um, as well as no divine service this evening at 7 p.m. All right. I'm out of town. um, And so uh, we're going to just cancel for this week. Um, But of course, you can make plans to join us again next week. for both catechesis and for reception of the Lord's gifts Wednesday night. Otherwise, I hope to see you again tomorrow, again, 9 a.m., maybe make it a habit if you're not already in the habit of daily prayer, especially in our parish using uh, the congregation of prayer. The, the goal there is that we that we can have a, a common conversation, right? If we're praying the same text, if we're uh, confessing the same catechism, if we're learning the same hymn, um, if we're praying the same prayers, uh, it gives us the context for the rest of our conversation together um, and when we're in fellowship, when we're in Bible study, etc. All right, so that that's the reason why, um, if at all possible, we should try, um, and then we can, of course, supplement it. You can use additional materials, right? But that we would pray together, um, and then we're able to actually have a common language and a common song and a common prayer, right, for our, the rest of our conversation together. And then we can console and comfort each other with those words, right? Good. All right, so Lord's blessings on your day. Uh, Enjoy the weather. We'll see you again tomorrow. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org. That's stjohnrandomlake.org slash support and give today.